0: Lord that you would minister us but minister to us by your Holy Spirit this morning, Lord. That you would lead me, you would make me attentive, you would give me an ear to hear, and you would prepare the soil of your hearts, Lord, that we would receive any seed, Lord, that you would have scattered among us, Lord, and that you would give the increase at the due time, Lord. I ask this in your son Jesus' name, Amen. So it's a journey, in it. Life is a journey. Whether you're a Christian or no, eh, but as a Christian, we generally be the Lord. And I'm sitting up there, just as everybody's coming in, and it kind of empty than what it is now. And I'm thinking to myself, right, one, it's because I'm speaking. right, I, I think the last time I spoke, it was the football as well. I could be wrong, or maybe one, the second last time. Eh, or two, excuse me, uh, I'm speaking. So what did I say? Is that say? i Am Speaking is the fit was on? I mixed up twice. <laughs> <a> bit <laughs> so I remember again when Stuart was speaking, it was no last season but the season before. It was Scottish Cup semi final or something. Rangers and Celtic. It was around two o'clock in the afternoon. So in the morning I'm getting up, going to church, I'm thinking to myself, what's your time. I'll be back home in time for the start of the fit, but I'm not going to miss a thing. So Stuart was speaking, and I think it might even have been communion as well. And so we started to go like, a bit longer than what I'd anticipated. So I'm sitting up the back, and I'm like that, like, putting my j on, and all these and start taking talk, do you know what I mean? And it's like, Mark's turning the way out in the car, drove all the way down the road, like 70 mile an hour, do you know what I mean? Stuck in traffic at every red light he could go to. And by the time we go to Latfield in Greenock, which is just as you're coming out of Greenock, the radio's on, the game's starting. It's right, so already, I'm in a bad mood. So we gets in the house and she's kind of tired for the image she's doing. I'm trying to watch the football and Celtic are getting beat and it's like, and she starts thinking, it's all right, it's only a game, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, but I'm trying to justify my own anger. And what I'm doing is, I'm saying, you don't know, you're North of Scotland, you're Swedish, you don't understand what it means to us. So what the end the result of that was, an argument, an argument that was totally and utterly caused by my selfishness. Aye. And I'm standing here this morning, and the Lord has done a work in my life, because if it was on the day, I'm not even bothered about it. Do you know what I mean? No, it's no a round of applause, because this should have happened years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's no way. It's, you took your time. Do you know what I mean? You're a bit slow of understanding. That's the reality. Because what we can do is we can neglect the voice of God in our life and justify your sin, your selfishness, your life dedicated to self. right So I'm going to speak about a very famous bit of scripture that hopefully will tie into that. And I'm going to do it a bit funnily, right? I'm going to start at one bit, right? I'm going to pause, speak about it. Then I'm going to speak about another bit. But before that, I'm going to give a brief overview of the letter, right? And anything that I say that you don't agree with, aye? Or you think, I'm not sure about that, go home. And study it yourself, like the Bereans, aye. Acts 17, like the Bereans, they went and studied to make sure that it was so. That's what we should do, isn't it? And then, any problems, use a text or a phone, and we can talk about it as adults, aye, in the Lord. Amen? Okay, so I'm going to start with Galatians 5. I'm going to start at Verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, sexual immorality, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now I'm going to do the next 10 verses of chapter 6 as well. But in my relatively short time of being a Christian, you know, I understand that just to read the whole big bit of scripture, people start to turn off, aye, and I've done that myself, sitting in the pews, I've also noticed it from the pulpit, that that's what happened, so I'll break it down. But first of all, let's just talk a wee bit about the book of Galatians. So, it's a wee book that packs a big punch. Aye, it's kind of like the boxing, it's like a good jab. Aye, it's like a, a, a six sustained jabs to the chest or, or, or the chin is the book of Galatians, right? And so I would encourage you, whether you agree with me or no, to go home and study this tonight or the day, if you're not watching the highlights of the football. <laughs> so there's a wee bit of a problem in the Galatian church, and the gist of it is this. There is people who have... Uh, started to trouble the church because what they've started to do is they've tried to get people to uh, adopt uh, Jewish customs like circumcisions, keeping Sabbath, day, uh, sorry, holy days, feast days, stuff like that, which Paul was saying, well, you shouldn't have been doing this, aye? Now, Peter, when he was first with the church in Galatia, he was, it was fine, you know, he was, he was eating with them, all that kind of stuff. But what happened was, uh, people get sent by James, aye, over there. And then what happens is, Peter starts to withdraw himself from the people that he was once eating with. And Paul's like, well, oh, I confronted him to his face. And it says, what I basically, what are you doing? Aye. So, and the reason why he's saying that is because we're justified by faith. I were no justified by works. Now, the law was good, but in a sense, it, it, it was going to be fulfilled aye? because the people had become imprisoned by the law. Aye? They were imprisoned by the law, but they were also kept in check by the law. Aye? So it stopped them from destroying themselves and being like the rest of the nations run about them, but they were also, their sin was also magnified and they couldn't get out, they were imprisoned, aye. And then what also you had was, you had uh, human error on top of that as well, which continued to heap burdens on top of the people that eventually were suffocating them. So, Paul says in chapter 3, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? So he's saying, you've been bewitched here. There's something that's actually come over you whereby it's almost like a spell's being cast and he's thinking that by doing all this stuff you will find more favor. And he's saying, does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? This it's the Holy Spirit. It's not by works. And he also then gives the illustration of Abraham. He was declared righteous before God because he believed by faith. Because what he also then says is, for Deuteronomy 27 is, any who does not keep the law is cursed. So the people were cursed. But Christ became that curse in order that we could be free, in order that they could be free. He also says, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, aye? So, this is what's going on, right? Now, there's two sides to the coin, aye? Because you get legalism over here, whereby I can be a good person by external works if I tie my my spices and I tithe my money and, you know, I I don't travel on a Sabbath day and I don't turn on the lights and I celebrate all these festivals, blah, blah, blah. But what happens is you end up missing it completely, aye? You're missing the spirit of the law. But then what happens is it can be abused and you go from legalism to licentiousness whereby in goes, aye, there's no law. Don't need to worry about that stuff any like after we I was talking about the other week, it's like, do what you want, sera sera. but what we need is liberty. And that liberty comes from the Holy Spirit. That comes from belief in the Christ and the Messiah who died from our sins, died for our sins, that we may be free, aye, from the curse of the law, but also from ourself. Our own desires. And this is where he then starts to turn the picture and starts to talk about keeping in step with the Spirit. Aye? Because if we walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now that's not strictly true. Aye? If you actually pick it apart. Because like I'm saying, I'm trying to walk by the Spirit, but the was on. Aye? I'm falling out of my life because Celtic's getting beat. Right, so there's a battle, aye. And the battle isn't something you can touch. It's happening somewhere else, aye. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. They are opposed to each other, aye. Now, the works of the flesh that, that Paul mentions, they were all prohibited by the law, aye. It's not like in the law... It's like, it's okay to do these things. The law was opposed to these things. But the people who were trying to keep the law had no power not to gratify the flesh. Okay, and we will come back to this, by the way. So, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It has to be cultivated, aye? It's something that has to be practiced, aye. It has to be a a time of pruning in your life, aye, that does not end, aye. It goes all the way until we get to glory, aye. And the Lord will put his finger on the things that he wants you to allow him to prune, aye. Because what has to be employed is your will. You have to willingly allow him to do it. He's no given as a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And to be self-controlled, you need to employ your will. Okay, hear me on this. I will come back to all that, right? So we're just going to go to chapter 6 just now. So brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Right, we'll get to the last part in a minute. So what he's saying here is, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. So he's not talking about two-tier Christianity here. What he's talking about, those who are a bit more mature in the faith, aye, should restore somebody gently, aye, because they can do that because, well, they've overcome that, aye, or have in the past anyway. And then something strange if you read the King James Bible, or will appear even stranger. It says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We are called to bear one another's burdens, aye. But he then talks about a few verses later that each one should carry his own load. Now in the King James, they both say burden, right? But the King James is wrong for that to be technical, right? Because he's differentiating between load and burden for a reason. Because a burden... Is something that somebody can't carry themselves. Aye. So what we find is people in the church who have got a weight on top of them because they're going through some life event or there's something wrong that they need help. Aye. Maybe it's taking on too much within the church. Maybe it's it's in work. I don't know. Maybe it's like, and you don't want to let go. It's like, you know, I can do that very often in the haven. It's like, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that, and it's like you're doing too much, and so that means that you're not doing everything effectively, aye. But you don't want to let it go because you think nobody else can do it, and it's like no, they can do it, aye. And if you let go, you'll be able to do the other things that you're doing more effectively. New problems arise when we've got loads, because sometimes people treat their loads like burdens, aye when we've got stuff that really we should just be dealing with ourselves and getting on me, but we're oh, can I can't do it, I can't do it. I need somebody to help me do it. It's like, no, well, you have to do that. Aye, because God's made you able to do that. So it's trying to differentiate between what's a burden and what's a load. And that's why we need each other. Aye, that's why Christian counseling and somebody that you can talk to, and it's like, well, let's see, what is it? here that you need help me, aye? Okay, verse number six. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So verse 6 is probably not a verse you're ever going to hear after preach for, you, right? Because uh, it gets a wee bit uncomfortable when you're talking about money and stuff like that, right? But this is what Paul's talking about here, I Aye. So I'm going to preach it for them a wee bit, right? Because <laughs> well, the problem is you get some preachers that that's all they would preach for, right? And it's like they're quite happy to do that. And it's like, right, the Bible's saying here, aye, that you need to begin your money to me. Aye. aye. That's what they do, isn't it, right? And there's good reason why the church should support the the teacher, aye. Because the teacher should be set apart from the world, from from activities of working that we all have today, Aye. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. other morning, I'm getting up to go to work and, you know, you the wrong side of the bed, so to speak, right? So, and I get a text off Arthur. I'm up on my hill, just praying for you and Maddie, right? And it's like, that changed the full direction of my day, do you know what I mean, for that moment. Now, if he's having a Got roofs and up scaffolding at seven o'clock in the morning to make a living. Do you know what I mean? Then he's not got the time to do that. Aye, he's not got the time to prepare all week. So what we do is by giving our tithes is we allow him to be set apart in order to intercede for us, in order to prepare the food that we get to eat on a Sunday when he comes to share the word. Amen. And that's the way it should work. It's not me that's saying it; it's God aye, it's his book so he then goes on to say about sowing and reaping right so although we're no under the law right, in the same way the, the nation of Israel was we're still to be obedient to the law, aye the, the moral law is good, aye it's like, you know, we are called to obedience it says in Jeremiah, it says, I'll put my law on their heart, aye but there's another law Aye, that governs the whole universe. Aye, that God has instituted in the very fabric of the universe. Aye, and that is of sowing and reaping, that you cannot escape. So, imagine I get a guy from Papua New Guinea, right, or the Amazon rainforest, that has never seen a white man before, right, lives in the jungle, right, because there are still tribes out there, right, in that respect, aye. And, in his culture, I don't know, say, say they eat cats, right? Okay? It's a bad analogy, right? But, right, okay, right? But hopefully it'll make sense in a minute, right? So say he eats cats, and they walk about naked, right? And they always have a bone arrow on them, right? Or a, or a blow pipe, right? A blow pipe? You know what I'm talking about? Blow darts, whatever, right? So he's walking about with that. I take him. From Papua New Guinea to Socky Hall Street in Glasgow. i drop him off, right? I'll be back in a couple of hours and get you, right? And so he's walking up Socky Hall Street with his blowpipe, right, naked, and there's a cat runs out of close, right, or out of shop, right? And he shoots the cat, like, meow, right? Cat's dead, right? So he takes the cat, starts skinning the cat in under Socky Hall Street, right? What's going to happen? Well, potentially a lot of things could happen, right? But the best thing could probably happen to that is the police save them for the, for the natives, right? So the police will come, and they'll fling them in the back of the meat wagon, take him to the police station, and they'll be sitting in the police station like, what's going on here? Why am I here? It's like, there was a cat there, I'm hungry, and it's like, what's wrong with that? He doesn't understand the laws of the land. Aye. Now, we were all born into this world. And I don't know if the law of sowing and reaping was ever explained to you. It wasn't to me. But whether it's been explained to you or no, you're still governed by it. Aye? And that which we sow determines that with which we will reap. Aye? So, in the haven, Martin, Jamie, Danny, they've got a totty field at the back. Aye. I said, what happens? I'm looking at them, they've planted totties. It's other guys that have got a bit of work ethic to do it, right? <laughs> so, what happens is they go up, they sow totties in the field, right? And I four months later, three or four months later, you get a return of seven to one, roughly, right? So, seven times what you plant, you will get back. Now, what's going to happen after four months is, or what's not going to happen is, nobody's ever going to go to the totty field and start hooking toties and get pineapples. It's not going to happen. What you're going to get is totties. Why? Because that's what you sowed. Aye? So, why is it then, if we sow to the flesh, aye, when we pursue, because obviously the first Uh, meaning here is about finances, right? But it's also applicable to the mind and your time, right? So if you're sowing to the flesh and you're pursuing sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, and sorcery in the Greek is pharmakeia, which means drugs, right? Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, if we are sowing for pleasure, for selfishness, for gain, for, for you know, anger, and it's like, what do we expect to get in return? Well, you're going to get that, but maybe sevenfold. Aye. You're going to get it back to you. So see, I started in my life pursuing pleasure because everybody else was doing that. That's, that's just what people did. Play now, pay later. Aye but it doesn't work. It might work for a, a short period of time, but sooner or later, the harvest is coming. The harvest is coming. Now, on the other hand, what I've started today in my life, to the best of my ability, albeit a little slow, aye, I've started to try and, sl- and sow to the Spirit. I, to love. I, now what does it say in 1 John 5? It says, This is the love of God that we keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome. You see, you see when you're born again and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, legalism shouldn't be a thing. Because the commands of God, they're no a burden. You see, the laws of the land are only a burden on the criminal. Aye, Jamie. Only a burden if you think you're gonna get caught. Do you know what I mean? If you're starting to get caught for. But see if you're free and you're living right it doesn't matter about the laws of the land. You're at liberty and it is only in the spirit that we have liberty. But it's work. It's hard work sometimes aye, to love people that don't love you back. But that's what you've been called to. The scum of the earth. Aye. That's what we are. In the world's eyes, but in God's eyes, we are precious. So let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. 30, 60, 100 times what was sown, aye, you will reap a blessing. And that blessing looks like what I'm seeing right now. People who are at peace. People who might not be at peace, but I've got people who are ready to help carry their burden. Aye. It's so important that we have this fellowship with each other. Because we've all got stuff going on, me, not we? have all got stuff. Imagine you never heard Jesus, but you still heard your stuff. That doesn't be a thing about, does it? Amen. I'm just going to wrap it up there, after. So, really, I would encourage you to read the book of Galatians. Because it starts off and it's like, Paul's quite scathing. But when it finishes, he's talking directly to you. He's talking directly to me. You will reap in due season if you continue to sow sow to the spirit Amen